Minnesota, the land of 10,000 lakes, the Gopher State, the Star of the North. This state is home to so many interesting people, such rich history, numerous wonders of natural beauty, and a fair amount of kitsch, and I'm just jonesing to make a podcast about it. Get it? This is Minnesota Jones. Welcome to Minnesota Jones, an audio adventure where we'll explore all of the things that make Minnesota, Minnesota. I'm your host, Piper Jones, and while I'm not a historian or a geographer or anything, I'm a big fan of the place I get to call home, and I hope by the end of this, you will be too. See, I was born and raised out in, like, west-central Minnesota, and ever since I was a kid, I've always had a special interest in the things that make my state so unique. From the big stuff, like being the headwaters of the Mississippi River, to the more niche, like my hometown being known as the goose capital of the USA because there's more geese that fly through on the annual migration than the number of people that live there. Like, legit, I grew up in a town of 200 people, but uh, there's a lot more to Minnesota than you might think. I, for one, had Minnesota catch my attention in, like, my senior Earth and space science class. I don't know why we didn't just call it, like, astronomy and geology, which is what it's called. But uh, my teacher was this 26-year-old kid who I think had been, like, a student teacher the year before and now was a new plant at our school. And I really admired him. At the time, my friends gave me such crap for, like, oh, you have a crush on Danny Kay. And I'm like, no. Well, now I'm looking back on it. I realized, hey... My gender queer ass uh, just wanted to be him because he was this really cool and smart dude with like that stereotypical white guy who gets cast as Jesus look and just had such a knowledge and passion for like the, the way the world around us works, you know, and so that really inspired me. And especially when he was talking about the local geology of Minnesota, it kind of sparked something in me and made me want to explore it more. So that was one of the catalysts for me starting this podcast, and it's where I want to start with the podcast. So uh, here's a little bit about what makes the lay of the land of Minnesota the way it is. Thank you to my uh, Earth and Space Science teacher, Danny Kay, for uh, getting this rolling. So Minnesota is kind of known as the land of 10,000 lakes, right? And that's for a good reason, because legit, we have a fuck ton of lakes. So our state is only like 86-ish thousand square miles, right? That's about 225,000 square kilometers of plains, forest, farmland, and so many lakes. Minnesota has somewhere between 11,000 and 22,000 lakes, depending on how big you think a lake has to be. One standard says that a lake has to cover at least 10 acres, which gives Minnesota 11,842 lakes. If you combine that with the over 69,000 miles of rivers that run through our state, we have more waterfront than California, Florida, and Hawaii combined. Something like 183,000 miles in total. And we Minnesotans just love to go up to the lake, don't you know? We got Lake Winnebogosius, we got Lake Cabotogamo, we got Lake Kenyahidabadi here. That, that last one's not a real one, as far as I know. But we also have lots of lakes that are just named Long Lake. And in my book, I'm like, you couldn't have looked at the lake from a different angle and been like, that's not a long lake. That's a wide lake. 
Y'all, I'm not even kidding. There are 37 long lakes in Minnesota. But shout out to every Lake Mary, Lake Anne, Mud Lake. Like at some point we just gave up and started numbering them, but not one of these lakes is Lake Piper. It's fine. I'm not bitter. They said bitterly. But how did all of these lakes get here, Piper, you might ask? I don't know why you would, but uh, I, I would tell you that thousands and thousands of years ago, this entire part of the country was covered by a shallow sea. Down in southeast Minnesota, they found, like, fossils to validate this of different, like, sea creatures, and I think that's so cool. But in more recent history, uh, circa the Ice Age, you know, very recent, uh, this was covered by a glacial lake, Lake Agassiz. This ancient, epic lake was formed from melting glaciers and once covered more than 140 thousand square miles or 362,000 square kilometers of Minnesota. As this lake drained, it shaped a lot of the Minnesotan landscape. Surprise, we have landscape. It's not just a flat and frozen tundra. In fact, it's divided into like four kind of distinct different areas. Up north, we've got the Superior Upland. It's the most rugged part of the state and home to our Iron Range and the Sawtooth Mountains. If you had told me as a kid that Minnesota had mountains, I would have laughed in your face because I live out in the prairie where it's flat enough you can watch your dog run away for three days. But up north, you'll find the greatest change in elevation from our highest point, Eagle Mountain, standing at 2,301 feet or 701 meters above sea level, just a few miles from our lowest point on the shores of Lake Superior, which is only 601 feet or 183 meters above sea level. You'll also find volcanic rock, like granite, which is harvested often to make, like, countertops and stuff. But again, huge deposits of iron ore up here that were formed between 1.6 to 2.5 billion years ago, according to a book I was reading. But that itself is such a stark difference from where I grew up, out on the prairie, in the Young Drift Plains, as geologists call it. It uh, makes up most of western, central, and southern Minnesota, but when the glaciers melted, they left behind drift, or till, which is like a mixture of sand and clay and rocks, which became some of the nation's most fertile soil. I'm not joking when I say I grew up in the literal middle of a cornfield, because that's what this land is good for. A little further to the south, you'll find the dissected till plains, which are a little rougher in terrain, but still very good for farming. And then in the southeast area of the state, you'll find the driftless area, which was cut by streams into deep grooves and exposed layers of rock laid down about 500 million years ago. And that's where they found the fossils that date back to, like, that prehistoric sea I mentioned. All that to say, we've been cool since the glaciers were here. And I, I mean that literally and figuratively. I've got a friend who calls Minnesota Diet Canada, and he's not entirely wrong because this is a frigid tundra a good part of the year. In fact, the only month in which it has not snowed in Minnesota is July. That means as early as August and as late as June, at some point in Minnesotan history, there has been at least one snowfall. And that does not sit well with my spirit. I am a freeze baby and I hate being cold, so the idea of it being cold enough to snow in June and August just, like, viscerally upsets me, okay? The record for the coldest it has ever been here in Minnesota is negative 60 degrees Fahrenheit or negative 51 degrees Celsius. That's just ambient temperature. That's not, like, wind chill or anything. The coldest temperatures I have ever experienced were, like, 
It felt like it was negative 50 degrees with the wind chill when I worked for the Postal Service back in the winter of 2015 and we had that whole polar vortex roll through. But no, in February of 1996, on the North Shore in Tower, it got negative 60 degrees Fahrenheit just like as is. I don't want to know how cold it was if you factored in wind chill because my brain cannot comprehend it being that cold. I would simply perish. That is legitimately, scientifically, too cold to snow, which I feel like should not be possible in a state that is known for, like, ice fishing and hockey and building a fucking ice castle every year. The, uh, maximum snowfall that has happened in, like, a 24-hour period, so just over the course of a day, like, the record we have set for that is 36 inches in one day. That is three feet of snow. That is two and a half feet shorter than I am. That's almost half a me of snowfall in a single day. That happened about four months before I was born on January 7th of 1994. That same snowstorm set the record for the maximum snowfall in a single snowstorm with 46 and a half inches over like a two day period from January 6th to January 8th. That's up near Finland in Lake County, Minnesota, which, must I say, is the most generic name we could have come up with for a county. We are the state of lakes! We didn't need a Lake County! But with all that said, that doesn't mean it doesn't get hot here. Like, I, I, I'm talking about snowfall when it is currently 91 degrees outside and humid as all get out. We are in the middle of a drought here in Minnesota, and I'm just like, the whiplash from how extreme our winters can be to how extreme our summers can be is just like mind-boggling. The record for highest temperature here in Minnesota was 115 degrees Fahrenheit without like humidity taken into account or heat index or whatever. That's 46 degrees Celsius. That happened back on July 29th of 1917 in Beardsley, Minnesota. But just based on the way the weather has been behaving lately, I don't think that record is going to stand for very long. In the summertime, we trade our usually scheduled snowstorms for thunderstorms, and on average, those spit out about 27 tornadoes a year. As if having to survive the winter wasn't enough of a middle finger to Minnesotans, nature also tries to kill us with tornadoes and heavy floods when the snow melts in the springtime. It's honestly a wonder that Minnesotans have survived here as long as they have, because not only have we decided that we need to make our home out of an arctic wasteland, but we look at this nature that wants to kill us and decide, let's go explore that. That's actually one of the biggest tourism draws to Minnesota is our natural beauty. We have these rolling prairie grasslands, these gorgeous pine forests. I tell you, watching the leaves change color in the fall, like along the St. Croix River, where there are just these beautiful cliffside forests, it's just, there's nothing like it. We've got gorgeous black sand beaches up on Lake Superior, and just stargazing out on the prairie. Ah! And I'm not the only one who appreciates this, okay? Minnesota is home to 67 different state parks, 58 state forests, and 7 recreation areas that are dedicated to preserving just this natural beauty in our state. About one-third of Minnesota is covered in forest. That's pine trees, spruce, fir, aspen, birch, oak, elm, maple, and ash. 17.3 million acres of trees. And that's home to all sorts of wildlife. We've got black bears and moose and white-tailed deer, timber wolves. And like, that's not even mentioning the cute little raccoons and squirrels and muskrats and 
there's so much life here. And I just love the idea of supporting and exploring that. And I promise in the future, I'm going to tell you about so many cool places here in Minnesota and the organizations that help keep them alive. But for now, this is where we're going to wrap this episode. If you have any specific questions or topics you'd like me to cover, or if you just want to say hi, you can find me on Twitter at underscore Minnesota Jones. We'd like to thank the lovely Greta Niswant for the use of her song Dear Misty Mountain as our theme song. You can hear the full track as well as the rest of her album The Ocean Shelf on both Spotify and Apple Music. I'd also like to thank my darling friend Bria Cameron for designing our cover art and Common Unity for having us on the network. If you head to commonunity.media, you can find other great shows like Roll for Chaos, Something to Pot About, and Bad, a show of cursed concepts. They're all a lot less informational and a whole lot more fun. And if you like what you hear, we hope you'll consider supporting the Common Unity Patreon, where you can get great rewards like merch discounts, bonus episodes. I just recorded a bonus episode reviewing a local brewery. So if you're interested in that, you can check that out and support artists in doing what they love while you're at it. Uh, I'm not going to make you sit through any more of a Minnesota goodbye, but thanks again for listening, and we'll see you in the next one. Call me onward and upward, I have to go. This show is brought to you by Common Unity Media. Fun people, fun podcasts, fan funded. Find more great shows at our website, commonunity.media. Thank you so much for listening.